Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. And we are back again for episode, our second episode about relationships. We decided we wanted to do a little relationship, you know, kind of judging up, um, talking about um, just how we connect to one another and why we won't sometimes connect to one another, why sometimes we did connect and then we pulled away and all the different kinds of things. And because Amy is an awesome therapist, we get some um, professional knowledge on this, right, Amy? I'm going to do my best. <laughs> yeah, so exciting. I love the word judging. <laughs> right. I literally almost was like, I don't have a word here, but I thought a zhuzh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'd let, you know, in our last episode, we were really, we shared a lot about our relationship and kind of like what that process was like with me moving and um, both of us having this um, moment where we wanted to pull away because we knew that it was going to be hard. Um, but also recognizing that this connection is super important. And so having to be really intentional in that. And uh, for anybody that has spent any time in therapy, there's a real good chance that your attachment style is something that may have come up because this Mm -hmm. is uh, widely talked about um, when it comes to therapy. It um, is something that was developed by by researchers, um, John Bowlby and, and Mary Ainsworth. And it's all about how your relationship with that primary caregiver that you had from literally the moment you exited the womb, Mm. um, how that relationship with that caregiver, it influences the way that we experience any future relationships because we are learning from the get-go how and whether or not we can trust those Mm. that are around us that are supposed to be Mm. safe people. you know, it's like as simple as you have a newborn and they cry because they're hungry or they need their diaper changed when they're a day old, how that caregiver responds is already impacting and influencing how that child is going to relate. Because if their needs are met, if they're picked up and they're cuddled and they're changed and they're fed and they're loved on, like oh okay cool I can trust that this person is going to meet my needs if they're not then they're learning that this is not a safe person and that's kind of setting the foundation for how these things how we relate to these things as we get older you know Mm -hmm. through toddler I mean all the way they all the way through but that foundation is starting right from the Mm get-go um you know so how we connect yeah or attach 
to others. Yes. That's a lot of pressure. It is. Right now I'm like jogging back to be like, geez, did I answer every single, you know, whimper of my child, my children? (laughs) I don't know. And that's the thing we have to understand is that this isn't a, a one-time event that will just screw all of this up, you know, because we've all had oh, a okay. I'm, toddler I'm, I'm that we, down a little now because yeah. I was like, oh you know, my gosh, like, we've all had that moment where we sleep training, we, yeah, snapped at our kids or, you know, yeah. they, they make a mess and we're like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You know, like, instead of like, okay, let's clean it up. You know, like mm-hmm. we, we have those moments. So this is patterns. This is repeated patterns of behavior that were displayed to us over and over again, not those times where mom's at her wit's end and she snaps at her kid like that, that isn't going to scar your child for life. It's not going to completely take them from having the secure attachment to you to now not because Mm -hmm. of this one time that there was a a break in that. It's definitely Mm. a pattern over time that just, Mm -hmm. it's being Mm -hmm. reinforced, Interesting, okay. And that would be something you'd need to almost try to find like a happy balance, happy medium in because you wouldn't want a kid to be hyper, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Reliant on you to where they like literally can't do, can't soothe themselves, can't anything without you around, but you also wouldn't want them to be hyper where they can, they are, they have gone to where they think they can only soothe themselves. So, cause I'm thinking about soothing, right? Like Mm -hmm. thinking about this idea of like, well, sometimes you want your kids, your little ones, even to kind of learn how to self Mm -hmm. self soothe so that they have that ability, right? They have that to draw from, they have that tool, but you also want to, you want them to be secure and to know that you're present and available and there for them. Wow. I just, okay. So there's a balance there somewhere along the line. There's a balance. Okay. Yeah. As with, I think in most things, when it comes to parenting, you know, the word that comes to mind is resiliency, right? Mm -hmm. We want our kids to be resilient. And part Mm -hmm. of the way that we help them be resilient is by letting them know that they are loved and that you are setting boundaries and that they are like their security in that. Right. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. also that we fully understand you are capable. Mm -hmm. You have the ability, you know, like we know that. And I am here to support that. I'm not going to leave you high and dry with this. Uh, You know, you mentioned sleep training and that, I mean, (laughs) that makes sense to me because I mean, granted, both of our kids are all, you know, between the two of us, we have three kids, but they're, they're older. Right. And so we were doing sleep training 16, 17, 18 years ago. Um, And so, I mean, I know the way that I did it and that was like the, the progressive length, you know, he cried for five minutes. I went in, I, I soothed him. I let him know that I was there and then I left again and we went, Mm -hmm. then it was 10 and then it was 15, but there was always that point where I would go back in make sure he was okay soothe him you know and then but he did learn he learned I do have the ability to put myself to sleep Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the support and love and guidance that we give and that I mean that goes through I mean really honestly adulthood I mean we there are things that I still call my mom for and I'm like hey I need to talk this through and she's there she doesn't tell me what I have to do (coughs) doesn't tell you what I have to do or, but she will give her opinion and she will talk through it with me. And like, that is part of that attachment. I can trust her to be able to walk through those things with me and not just throw me to the wolves or something like that. Right. 
So, so yeah, she's not going to throw you to the wolves. So you feel like you can trust her when you reach out, you know, that she's available, she's there. And so there's that trust there, right? Right, right. Which is part of what we would call a secure attachment. So I'll kind of talk through a little bit, like what each of these different attachment styles are, just so that if there's anybody that doesn't know about this or hasn't heard of it, or is a little bit Mm -hmm. uncertain, just to kind of, I'm not going to get all therapisty on you guys. I promise as much as I want to like geek out and do that, I won't because not everybody um, like gets so excited about these things the way that, the way that I do, but I just kind of want to give a little bit of a, a framework for what these cool. different attachment styles are. So there's four different attachment styles. There's secure, there is anxious slash preoccupied. You can, you may hear it in both ways on that one. There's avoidant slash dismissive. And then there's fearful slash avoidant. The secure attachment is really, I think, goals, right? Hashtag goals. This is what we hope for in how we are, how we're shown to attach. Um, this is, you know, we're, we feel confident and safe in our relationships. There's appropriate boundaries. Um, we're, we are responsive. We're responsive to people and people are responsive to us. We can trust in those relationships. We tend to be able to form healthy, secure relationships more easily and also tend to have better judgment on who are good people to have these relationships and who um, are not, um, who would make a good partner and friend. And friend. Um, it's a mindset of I trust me and I trust other people. And just as a little, little like asterisk to, to all of this, like this is just a real overview. There are you know, this isn't like, this is exactly how it is for all people. This is just kind of like, these are common things that you will see in these attachment styles with obviously each person kind of having a different unique experience in that. Um, so I just want to put that out there. Somebody's okay. like, well, yeah, I could see that, but you know, just, just so that that's people are aware of that. Yeah. Roll with um, it. People we're generalizing here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's some generalization going on, but just so there's an understanding. So the anxious, preoccupied um, type of person, type of attachment style, people, um, we tend to be more emotionally volatile in some instances. There's definitely a fear of rejection and a lot of anxiousness in those relationships. Um, We can get a little bit clingy um, sometimes, and there's this need and this desire to seek reassurance from the people that we are having those relationships with. You can make friends really easily, and start relationships, but never quite feel that security and um, that solidness of, okay, this is a a good relationship and this person's here to stay and I'm here to stay. stay. Um, And so there's always this seeking of reassurance that you still love me, you still wanna be friends with me, you still wanna be in this relationship with me. Um, So that, that, that narrative is more of the, I don't trust myself, but I trust other people to tell me if I'm okay. I'm not sure if I'm able to determine when I'm, when things are good, but if somebody else tells me that they are, then I'm good to go with that. So that's, that's kind of what that one sounds like. The avoidance slash slash dismissive, um, that one is kind of like on the op, kind of goes to the opposite side of that, of there's a struggle there with getting close with people. Um, Mm -hmm. There's fear in doing that, in that vulnerability, and um, we can withdraw from those types of relationships. There's a, a definite independence that we carry when we have this attachment style of like, I can rely on me 
So we can be emotionally distant and unresponsive um, in those relationships if we're, because there's that fear of, um, of, of that vulnerability. So, you know, we try to, we tend to see, seem to, okay, let me find my words, y'all. Um, <laughs> we can find it easier to be alone and just, you know, by ourselves instead of taking that time to invest in those relationships. Um, because again, because of that vulnerability, you, you don't trust other people with those, with your emotions or with your thoughts. And so, um, and another piece of this is because of that like independence or that lack of vulnerability, if there's somebody in your life that is trying to get closer to you and trying to like build that relationship, it might feel like this person is needy or clingy because you don't need that as much as maybe somebody else does, um, or you don't think you need that as much because there's that protectiveness that is mm -hmm. there. And so that's, that's mm -hmm. like the, I trust myself. <clears throat> I know what's going on with me, but I don't trust others to with my stuff or with my emotions or with anything really. Like I'm gonna rely on myself for okay. this. And when it starts to get a little bit, a little bit hairy, if there's any type of um, you know, conflict or anything like that, it's like let me just withdraw from from this relationship. Um, mm -hmm. and then the last one is the fearful avoidant. And um this one, um, this type of attachment generally stems from having a lot of trauma or abuse in those in your life. Um, so building those relationships can be really hard. Um, you don't, you know, you might not necessarily like being alone, but you don't want to be with other people either because there's a fear of connection, um, poor boundaries with, within relationships. Um, and there can be some extreme responses there, you know, like hot and cold, like can be emotionally hot and cold. Sometimes you're in and you're in, other times you're out and you're out. Um, hmm. So um, yeah, just that, that relationship building can be really hard because I don't trust me, but I don't trust you either. So, you know, it can be, it'd be a hard place. And, and I think, I mean, knowing, just kind of exploring this myself, like obviously I, I have a strong understanding of, <clears throat> these different types of attachments. But I also think that there is a really strong potential that we could see strongly a certain type of attachment style, but then also like have these other things that are like poking up through there. You know, like myself, for example, like I feel like I have pretty secure attachment style, but I definitely see those bits and pieces of that anxious, preoccupied, I need a reassurance from the person I'm in a relationship that they still want me here, mm -hmm. popping through on that. So I think that we can have more than one. It makes me think of the Enneagram and the wings, right? <laughs> like we have mm -hmm. our, our main number, but then we have some of these characteristics that fall on either side of that, that, you know, that could, I think that could be a, a similar thing where we have the one that we feel is where we are but then we also have these other things that can can be present as well mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um so just understanding this about ourselves can just be helpful in understanding like why maybe we struggle with certain things in relationships and then like trying to figure out okay how do i navigate this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how do i how do i work through this and how do i how do i identify what my attachment style is and then what do I do with that mm -hmm. yeah yeah I'm not sure I 
I mean, I obviously have not done anywhere near the work in attachment style stuff as you, but I'm curious about it. So I've done a little bit here and there and actually recently been working through this one workbook and I'm like, now I'm super confused because hearing what you're saying, even in comparison to kind of what I am reading, I feel like there's a lot of different ways that like to go about this, which is even more confusing, which I don't really like that because I feel like if it's a theory um, you know, created by the people that you said in the beginning, I don't remember mm-hmm. who they are. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like then we should all, that should be the litmus. That should be the, the starting, the jumping off point. Right. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm confused because I feel like from what you said, like, um, the anxious preoccupied, I definitely feel like I have an anxious attachment style, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and can be insecure, anxious, but the whole anxious preoccupied, like, I don't necessarily, I do feel like I trust me. I don't necessarily need others to like affirm and confirm, but there are parts about me like that really play into my foreness. Like when I feel misunderstood and I feel like that is if the, if a person um, mostly I think of this, I go back and I think about attachment style mostly with my spouse. Mm -hmm. And so when I think if, if I feel, if I'm feeling misunderstood and I'm not sort of feeling like there's not empathy there from like Brett or there's not like a desire to understand. That's where the anxiousness kind of comes in for me anyway. Mm-hmm. So I feel a little bit confused, but I'm guessing there's lots of angles to come at this. Absolutely. And like the um, anxious preoccupied and then you have the avoidant dismissive and that avoidant mm-hmm. dismissive, even though it doesn't say it in the title, there's still anxiousness there. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that, yeah. you know, that anxiousness that, that you can have, even when you are feeling that you trust yourself and you don't trust others, there can still be anxiousness that is there because you are engaging in relationships. And mm-hmm. like I said, a few minutes ago, like you're, I don't think we're always going to stay exactly in that space. And I think that our different relationships are going to either help maybe heal us in certain ways from if, if we're in a, in a, for lack of a better word, dysfunctional place within that attachment style, if maybe we're just in a really bad place, if we have relationships that are like continuing to confirm that I need to be this way, then we're going to just sit further and further into that attachment mm-hmm. style, right? Okay. If we yeah. have relationship that is showing us something different, that is like, wait, this person keeps showing me over and over and over again that I can trust them. Mm-hmm. This is weird. And it can kind of start moving us out of that attachment style that is maybe making relationship more difficult for us because we have this very prominent relationship, this very important relationship that is showing us something different, right? But we initially start like our, our initial jumping point for that, uh, like how we're going to connect with that person mm-hmm. does reside in that attachment and how we attach to those caregivers. Mm-hmm. right because I mean personal experience you know like when I when Tom and I first got together I think I was way further over to the side of anxious preoccupied because of past relationship experience a very because of past marriage experiences yeah romantic mm-hmm. relationship so mm-hmm. going into another romantic relationship I was way far more like uh, leading towards that anxious preoccupied but through that relationship, through him showing me 
all the things that and like just loving me really well, it has like moved me back towards that secure relationship attachment style because mm-hmm. such an important relationship has like reconfirmed that yes, you are worthy of this love, you are worthy of all of this. And so it was just a good reminder. So I think that the different relationships that we have can influence how we're functioning in that, obviously, right? Because if you have a really unhealthy relationship and somebody that's just like, yep, look, you can't trust me, then we're going to be like, see, told you, I'm staying right over here. I'm going to keep this wall up. I'm not going to trust you. I'm only going to trust myself. Or, you know, I'm just talking about avoidant dismissive right now, but, you know, Mm -hmm. it can keep us cornered into that type of attachment Hmm. because it's just like, yep. So then it's also confusing because then it almost sounds like you don't necessarily have an attachment style that applies to every relationship you're in. I think that the best way to think about that is when we go into a relationship, if we start a new friendship, we start a new romantic relationship, we have that like core attachment style that comes from our childhood. We have that, right? And so that's where, that's going to be like our starting point, basically in all of our relationships. If we're super trusting, then we're going to go into those relationships trusting. If we're like, I need reassurance from you, then we're going to go into each of those relationships, like always looking for that reassurance, right? Like that's going to be our starting point. Mm -hmm. But I think that we can be influenced and we can, those that through the through, through the relationship and through the way that, that we interact with that person and what that relationship looks like, then we'll start to influence how it's going to be going forward. Because I think with any relationship that we have that is really important to us, there is going to be influence there, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of influence. And so, and granted, and this is why this is like, there's so much that goes into this and like, you know, yeah. like we can stay exactly where we always are. We can. And maybe I'm where I'm coming from with this is more of a, for somebody that is really looking to be healthier, to be emotional health, to be more emotionally healthy. And so they're aware of these mm-hmm. things and they're aware of, okay, this, isn't a good thing for me to keep doing in this relationship and this person is showing me this you know so that's kind of the I think the context of where my brain is right now but there are definitely plenty of people that will stay in the space that they were in they are in whatever Mm -hmm. way that they interact because of their attachment style for a long time Mm -hmm. and they either it could be because they don't know that this is a thing or because there's fear and they don't feel like they can do it any other way, which is very mm-hmm. normal. So I'm thinking back to that. like, even like thinking, you know, kind of like if we break down like us and we go back to like our relation, the, what we talked about last episode mm-hmm. and like how we were like sort of tempted to navigate and handle, you know, you moving and it was starting to get a little like, oh, this going to mm-hmm. be like, and like, I feel like even in that, um, I mean, there was, for me, I, I felt really anxious in that. Like, I feel like I don't know how to navigate this or handle this. And part of me, so that's confusing me because like, I feel like I don't know how to navigate this or handle this. And part of me wants to just bolt, which feels very anxious and avoidant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in a way I was kind of like, uh, I don't really know. And then obviously we talked about it, but like on my right. side of the 
And on your end, I know there was something too. I'm just curious about like, how does that apply? Um, how in that scenario, which we've shared, you know, openly with our audience for sure. Mm -hmm. Like how, how can we use that scenario and be like, oh, it must be this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's like a, a progression, like we have to go all the way back to the beginning, like the beginning of our friendship, you know, like I can speak mm -hmm. from my side mm -hmm. of it. Like I trusted you and like, I was mm -hmm. automatically drawn to you. And, um, you know, I, I feel like we've always had like good boundaries and, and just like open communication and all that type of stuff. But mm -hmm. there's also that piece of me that was always like, oh my gosh, does she, does she, does she want to be my friend? Like, am I being annoying? You know, like, oh, yeah. you know, type of thing. So that's where that like anxious, preoccupied part comes in for me. Um, and then the like, I want to, I want to pull away part of it. You know, I think for me, that was more like my nineness. Like, I don't want to feel things. So I'm just going to, you know, go here. But there is that piece of, let me, let me avoid this. Let me avoid this. So let's just withdraw. Right. And I yeah. think that, that that's why I say there's like different pieces that we may pull yeah. from that isn't like our normal mode of operation, but put into certain situations, right. we're going to pull from that and we're going mm -hmm. to survive in the yeah. best way that we were shown. Which by the way, okay, this, I mean, the complexity, you guys. So now I'm talking to y'all listeners out there, like the complexity of all of this is really important to grasp and to know that this is all just exploration. It's staying curious, it's staying open and staying willing to kind of absorb and sort of, if you can imagine it's, it's a puzzle and you're kind of, and it's okay that the puzzle, it doesn't necessarily get complete. It's part of our process because Absolutely. Amy just used the word withdraw we, Amy and I both are actually in the Enneagram, we are within the withdrawing stance. We solve our own problems. We mm -hmm. found, we find in our triad, so it's fours, fives, and nines are in the withdrawing stance. We ultimately, at the end of the day, for different motivations, by the way, we, we resolve to solve our own issues mm -hmm. by turning away from others the other and figuring it out. And mm -hmm. she and I both were like at this crossroads of like, okay, we're both this in this avoidant, we're both are in this withdrawing, you know, mm -hmm. this is who we are, it's part of our makeup. We're tempted to do the thing because it's in us, but ultimately by kind of like out with it, being bringing it up into the light and saying it truthfully before the father, ultimately, we were able to kind of combat that. So it's crazy. There's so many things at work and at play. We're talking Absolutely. about attachment style, but ultimately there's also being brought in is our, you know, one of our Enneagram triads. Um, and not to overwhelm those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to triads, there are multiple triads within the Enneagram. And again, that's like deep stuff and it's it's long. And if you love it and you just wanna be like, I just learned this about, you know, just my type and I just learned my wing, it's good, it's okay. Don't get, let that stress you out. Yeah. <laughs> there is a depth and a complexity to to all of this. And, I, and I'm, that's making sense to me now when you're saying there's so many things that get drawn in and pulled in Absolutely. And, and to be put into play. Like you can't just be like, it's only this. It's mm -hmm. like, we are complex beings. There are so many components that we're made of. So anyway, yeah. I just had uh, a light bulb moment, y'all. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, oh. absolutely. That is, that you totally nailed it. Like we are complex human beings. You, we cannot put anybody into one of these four boxes and be like, this is where you are. And this is where you're going to stay because mm -hmm. we grow, we're constantly growing. Right. And 
I, when we see, when I hear the word grow, I I always can think positive, right? But we could grow in a direction that is not good for us, right? So we could be, we could like start operating from a secure attachment place, but because we're in an extremely toxic relationship, we're pulling away from that because we're having to learn to survive differently, right? So it is, it's, it's very fluid. And, and Shan, when you were talking about the, you know, us hitting that crossroads of withdrawing, the thought occurred to me, like the way that we approach that could have, it has two different options there. One, we had the conversation, we talked it through, we both recognized like we want to stay in this relationship, right? So that was a healthy thing for us to do. It was good boundaries. If we had gone in a different direction, say we both just started withdrawing. And if we would have not had that conversation and then I would have felt you moving away from me, then it just would have reinforced this anxious, preoccupied thing of, oh, like I must, she doesn't want to be my friend. Yeah, she doesn't want to be my friend, you know? And so it would just pull me into that headspace of like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm really like, I'm really going to be insecure now, right? So like you can see how like the, mm. the communication mm. and the way that different things in our relationships can either confirm these things that we fear or that we know, or it can show us something new, which is what makes relationship complex. We are never going to get it fully right. We are never going to nail it right. every time. Right. And that's where like continuing in the relationship or continuing to have those conversations because knowing you and I, like, if I would have felt you doing that, like, my hope is that because I love you so much, I'd be like, Shan, what's going on? Like, come back, you know, yeah. like, it might yeah. have been this, this desperate thing, or I could have just shut down. I don't know. I don't know how I would have responded mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. But the hope is the goal is mm. that one person can be like, Oh, wait, hold on. This is, we're not doing this the way we want to be doing this. Yeah. We, we yeah. went off the rails there for a minute. Can we yeah. talk? Can we, can we reconnect? Which you can, you yeah. can do that. So yeah. it is. It's, wow. It's that's amazing. Cause I was just even thinking about like, if that were true and that would have happened, like just one of the, um, attachment, uh, explanations, attachment, sorry, attachment theory explanations that I read about the anxious attachment was along the lines of what you just said, like had that happened and I did pull away and you would have come to me and said, Shan, what's going on? Like that actually would have like been so affirming and comforting. And that would have actually taken away a ton of my anxious response to whatever I was responding to, right? Even if Mm -hmm. it was, even if it was assumed or imagined or this was coming, that would have really spoken to the core of me. You would have you would have been pursuing me. That's a huge thing with anxious attachment people to be mm-hmm. pursued, understood, yep. seen. Um, that would have been really, really huge. So, but I think you're right. I think in ultimately in those moments, I don't know that we do that all the time. In fact, I would just right. want to, I just want to say, I feel like I'm just like almost like who this is really hitting somebody out there and, and hopefully it's hitting everybody as you listen, but I, I believe there's someone out there who is like, I am imagining that they are, you're remembering a scenario with a friend where you're like, wait a minute, this happened to me. And we sort of broke up, right? Like you and a friend like parted ways. And ultimately it's, it's based on misunderstanding about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
we, we are, we are fearful. We are fearful beings. We are almost always protecting self. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it hurts to be vulnerable. It hurts to be um, hurt. It hurts to be, um, you know, just as open and, and completely like hanging out there. And so we do, we protect, we guard. Um, Also, I'm thinking of like situations where like when people are in high stress, and there's things going on internally that you don't even realize. We leak weird stuff out all the time. And maybe oh, yeah. maybe there was misunderstanding, right? And maybe there's misunderstanding there. But um, I like what Amy said, like, you can, healing can happen. You can go after these relationships and say, wait a minute, something's going on here that isn't, it's not going how quite how we want it to go. I think mm-hmm. something's kind of gone awry. Can we have a conversation? Um, and And just try, like, taking one step toward that person um, and just seeing what happens. I mean, pray about it before too. I, I just, I just believe like ask the father to soften this person's heart, to open this person's eyes and be open and willing to have a conversation. Cause honestly, I think that this happens. I think this happens a lot with women. Mm-hmm. We are talking about friendships, um, female friendships, ultimately, obviously it happens with males because we don't communicate the same way. We don't have the same needs. Um, and so that, you know, that our, our wires get crossed a lot. Um, but I just think it's just available. Just, just knowing that you can go after this and be like, Hey, actually let's have a conversation. And like you said, Amy, you said, you said, maybe you just didn't even know this was a thing. I think if you're hearing this now, you know, this is a thing, do some exploration about it. Because mm-hmm. the reality is, is when you do learn, Oh, that's a thing. I do feel like for myself, I, I'm thinking of things I've learned along the way. When I've learned that's a thing, I feel like that's the Holy Spirit exposing me to it. And I feel like he shows me and teaches me how to apply it. And I, and I grow in a good way. You know, you yeah. said you can grow in a bad way. Yeah. I grow in a good way because I have, you know, I, 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 it's like my eyes are open. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. I didn't even know. And I didn't realize I was walking in this way mm-hmm. because of this thing that I just didn't even know was a thing. So I think this can be really powerful, um, being exposed to it and understanding it and exploring it and engaging with it um, in your friendships and relationships in general. Because this applies to, like Amy and I were saying, applies to our friendships. We know it applies to our romantic relationships. We know it actually applies to your relationship with your kids, that it applies applies to your relationship with your parents, with your siblings. It applies, I wanna actually go so far as to say, it applies to your relationship with the father. Oh, it applies to your relationship with Jesus. If you, and that's why I think it's important to understand like what's going on there. Cause when there's fear and insecurity involved and that's to the core of us, we learn that coming out of the womb and it was repetitive that it actually took root. That's how we see him. We end up seeing him that way too. And so healing and health and growth in this isn't just about um, you know, kind of like getting, you know, almost like a self-help thing. It isn't just about that. It's actually about healing and restoring and allowing him to do that healing work, that restorative work, because your relationship with him and how you see him and how you interact with him absolutely matters. It matters. Oh, okay. It's every, it's ultimately everything. It's mm-hmm. everything. I'm so glad that you like brought that piece into it because when you were talking, like you were making like that progression of like friends and relationships, like marriages and kids like that exact same thought came to my mind like this impacts us on a spiritual level also because we are going to have walls up with Jesus if we don't come to terms with some of these 
things. And, and, you know, the other thing, like the, that age old saying, like knowledge is power, right? Like mm, through amen. the knowledge about these things that does give us some sort of power, whether that's the power of knowing, like understanding ourselves better or understanding others around us better. Mm-hmm. And even recognizing like, okay, like I'm not the only one that feels this way. I'm not the only one that experiences things in this way that struggles with vulnerability or whatever it might be that stands out to us. Like there are lots of people that experience these same things and struggle with these same things and, and being able, you know, it's just like bringing it into the light, like constantly bringing these things into the light so we can talk about them and we can share and you know, just, I think just having these conversations, I, I love the direction that mental health as a whole has been taking over the past couple of years of just like it being normalized, the struggle that people have being normalized so that people are more willing to talk about it. I think there's still a level of stigma that is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially with women, I feel like there's so many more women that are like, yeah, here I am. This, I'm struggling with this. And I think the more we can educate ourselves, the more we can understand that there's all sorts of things that go into why we are the way we are. Mm-hmm. And if we can just give ourselves some grace to explore that. And, um, you know, with my clients, I, I use the term radical acceptance, right? Like mm-hmm. being able to look at these <clears throat> things and say, yeah, you know, sometimes I can be really needy when it comes to reassurance and relationships. I can see that Mm -hmm. in myself. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me pray about that. Let me like do some ex some self-exploration as to why that is right. Like I'm not judging myself for it. I'm recognizing that it's true that in some situations, maybe it has negatively impact relationships or people have pulled away because I needed that reassurance, but let me understand myself a little bit better without tearing myself down for it, because Mm -hmm. this is a process of growth and understanding and and making changes and the only way that we can do that is by acknowledging when we have stuff going on that we need to look deeper into mm-hmm. yeah and have and having people that can walk with that with us while we're doing that like mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. that's great yeah, and I feel like even taking it one step further and realizing that God is in that and asking yourself like oh I see that neediness in me and where, where is God in that? What is mm-hmm. he trying to, to tell me? What would he be drawing him to myself in regard or him to himself in regards to that, um, to, to create wholeness. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I just feel like, um, that there's, it's, there's that too, cause he's in, he's in, he's in all of it. We are made in the image of God. So he, we are ultimately a representation of him. We are in the broken state, obviously, mm-hmm. um, being made whole, um, glory to glory, resurrection, um, and with you know within, of course. But but because of that, he is even he is in the brokenness. He is in all of all of this work and drawing us to himself in the midst of it. So um, it's okay to be like, where's God in that? Where where is he in that? What is he trying to say to me through that? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think what we ultimately find that healing. It's just yeah. crazy. It's so yeah. good. Um, do we have time? Do you feel like we have some time to go in a little bit with like, 
um, kind of pinging back and forth, like to see what would it be like? What are the kinds of questions? Like if I came to your office, Amy, and you were to be like, oh, let's do some attachment style work. What kinds of questions would you be asking me? And that we can kind of ask the audience to ask themselves to help them know a little bit more like, gosh, you know, ballpark, like what, mm -hmm. what am I, what am I operating yeah. out of? Yeah. Yeah. And sure. Every, you know, any therapist that you go to, they're going to have their kind of their own way to do this. And this isn't yeah. like a, a session type thing, but just kind of like talking through um, some of the types of things. Like I think that with attachment, so much of it is, um, is relational, like between yourself and your therapist, because mm. for most therapists, like there's going, it's through the conversation, it's through um, getting to know that person and hearing their story and how they respond that they kind Got of start it. to piece together mm -hmm. some of these things mm -hmm. granted there are tons of attachment quizzes out there that are free you can do them online if you're like looking for kind of a starting point or trying to like figure out like okay where where do I fall in this like where where do I tend to go with this if you're unsure you can definitely do that um, just if you're looking for exploration but you know um I think it would depend on, like, like I said, there'd be the, there'd be the dialogue that's happening. And then mm -hmm. once, once your therapist starts to kind of see like, Ooh, this is looking like there's some, you know, avoidant dismissive attachment here. You know, the questions are going to be kind of formed around that, but there's certain things, you know, like asking somebody like, how do you, how do you see yourself relating to other people like what does that look like for you when you are engaging in a new relationship with somebody you know mm -hmm. and just like most people are going to tell you stories they're going to be like well you know I had this friend and this happened and that happened you know and then you know that's where the whole really therapist comes in it's like okay well what else you know like just to kind of mm -hmm. keep digging through what those different relationships look like um, you know how do you feel about being vulnerable because that's going to be very telling. Like, there's no way I'm going to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is mm -hmm. bad. Or like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I, I'm I'm really. Hmm. It's easy for me to be vulnerable. Um, how do you view others in relationship? Mm -hmm. Because that's gonna, you know, there's there's people that, um, you know, on that when you're looking at the anxious side of it, like probably going to be putting people up on a pedestal, right? There, they are. Hmm they're the the ones that know what's going on here um you know if if that's not where you are if you're more in that dismissive you know maybe it's going to be like uh well i i don't know like i don't really like pay attention to what they think of me or you know whatever like you're going to go in different directions depending on kind of how how that would work um do you you know time alone is time alone something that is important to you or do you prefer to be alone or, you know, those types of things? Um, what does it look like for you when you have to work through conflict with someone? Mm -hmm. How do you, how does, how does that feel for you when you have to do that? Um, talking about boundaries, you know, different things. And I think for a lot of people, boundaries are an interesting one because when you're, when you're in the middle of it, you may think I have these great boundaries or not even realize that you're not setting boundaries. But then when you have that other person listening to how you're working in relationships, it's like, whoa, we need to work on boundaries here, you know? Mm. So like, that's, that's something that's there, um, you know, talking, uh, just listening for how people talk about themselves in regards to like how confident they feel in relationships or what their worth is and that type of thing. Those are going to be 
big indicators of that. Mm -hmm. But I think okay. that mm -hmm. those, those, you know, just how we, how we come together with people um, mm -hmm. is, is really the, the, the meat of that, um, because that's going to be very, very telling in um, how we, how we connect or attach in mm -hmm. our relationships. Um, and we, and, and again, that's why I think that it's so important just to have these conversations about understanding these things, because if you have no idea what attachment theory is, or even or these different attachment styles, you've never heard of it before. Like you may be feeling all of these things, but have never been able to understand what it is. And something like right. this can help you yes. go, that's what this is. Yes. Like I giving language. It's just giving yes. language, right? Yeah. Being have words to, for that or that's yes. exactly it. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, Huge. like I had no support from my parents growing up. Like I raised my siblings. Like mm -hmm. that's going to influence and just being able to recognize, wow, okay. Like I'm not inherently broken. Like there are mm. things that influence why I function and why I work in the way that I do. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's in, what I would hope for everybody was that that'd be empowering for them to be able to say, yeah. okay, I see this. I, this, this makes sense to me yeah. as to why no, now, now what, what's next? Now that I understand this about myself, what's next? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So I, I definitely am like, obviously big proponent of therapy. I think it's, I think it's great. Um, and there are some therapists that are all about attachment styles and other ones that are like, yeah, it's a thing, but you know, I don't really go there or whatever, but I think that it is, it is really important. And, you know, if, if you're seeing continual patterns that are emerging in relationships or continual struggles that just keep, for whatever reason, coming up in different relationships that you have, talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's not because you're like a bad person or you're broken or anything. Sometimes we just need help being able to identify, oh, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I keep repeating the yeah. same pattern in mm -hmm. my relationship because of <clears throat> yeah. this. So how do I start yeah. responding differently? How do I start healing from that so that I can have healthier relationships? Like, and I, the father wants us to do those things. Like he is encouraging us to do those things. He's cheering us on when we do those things and, and drawing us closer to him in that process is, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. It's nobody's yeah. ever going to tell you it's easy, <laughs> but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely yeah, worth it. It is worth it. Yeah. Ah, oh, thanks, Anne. Good, yeah. good. I hope I didn't like nerd out on you guys too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think you nerded out on us just right. <laughs> I can really, you know, get like all amped up and just want to, you know, start going for it. But <laughs> yeah, no, it was really, really good. Really, really good. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. I love these type of conversations and, you know, just it's good for all of us, you know. It really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To keep, to keep exploring and learning more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the next time we're together, we will be moving toward our fall Eden stuff. Mm, so exciting. Which is so exciting. So 
we will be posting um, our next podcast the Friday before our Eden weekend, um, which Eden weekend is September 17th and 18th. Let me make sure that's right. Yes, Mm -hmm. that is. We're doing um, a dinner together on the 17th. And um, so we'll do sit down dinner. We will do um, worship and a session with our guest speaker. Jesse Fury will be here um, talking to us about our awesome topic for the year, which I will get to in a minute. And then on the 18th on Saturday, we will also be doing a time together where we'll do nine to noon is what we've decided. So we're going to do kind of like a continental type breakfast snacks, heavy breakfast snacks together um, and another worship and another session with Jesse. Um, and then we'll kind of call it quits at noon on Saturday. There will be kid care available for both of those days. Signups will be um, ready, I believe, very, very soon, maybe even by the end of today. Um, As you hear this, which is Friday, right, which is actually tomorrow for us, (laughs) today, (laughs) today for you guys, tomorrow for us, Um, yeah, um, which is the 27th. So hopefully, Science will be ready to go. So check us out online. Um, for those of you who are not near, we're sad you can't join us. Although you can make a trip, you could travel, make a trip <laughs> with us. Um, and next time, Amy, I think we're going to be talking a little bit about the topic just for the year, which, as I said, we'll get to in a minute. We are talking about um, for the year 2021, 2022, um, be intentional, be transformed. And we're going to talk um, in our next episode all about why we picked that topic and why we're going to focus on that. And then the following one after that, will be um, kind of unpacking what Jesse taught us at the Eden Gathering. Awesome. That is all the things, I think. Yeah, sounds all great. And I, yeah. intentional is one of my favorite words. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited about just the topic as a whole. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, we're excited. I'm really excited too. Yeah. Yeah. Until then, you guys, we are praying that how, how's everybody feeling about fall? coming school's gonna start things are happening mm-hmm. schedules are gonna amp up and ramp up covid is doing something here around us it's doing all. something it's doing something <laughs> uh so yeah as we close out today all um can i pray for you guys about all those things yeah sound good do okay. it sounds good Heavenly Father, we just come before you and we thank you for the way you wired us, the way you created us, made us, put us together um, and called us into relationship. We want to say today that we trust you with that. We trust you with relationship. We trust you with how you made us to interact with others. Um, And we just ask you that in our brokenness and in the places and spaces where we just, wow, I didn't even know that was a thing that you would speak. You would pour your healing over us, that you would speak your kind, loving Um, words to draw us to yourself so that we can be whole um, internally as we interact with you and externally as we interact with others. Father, we know that you are so intentional in the midst of that and we praise you for that. We also lift up to you fall as it's coming. We pray against COVID, get rid of it, Father. We want it to be gone Um, and just be with us as our kids go back to school and as our schedules amp up and ramp up. Would you just give us healthy, happy paces. Help us to find your pace, your rhythm, what you call us to. Help us to find our best yeses and our good boundaries, our no places, Father, and keep us all healthy. 